1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy he's a real estate agent <laughs> it's his job to stay in town <laughs> Oh my that's God. your job <laughs> let's just say you're a one-man show okay you're i a, am in fact you're one- <laughs>
1: Wouldn't knowing which houses are on the parade route matter? Yeah, when you're selling a house on
0: the parade route. (laughs) Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi Alyssa. Hey Katie.
1: It's episode 137. Ooh. I know, right? Let's talk local. I like talking local. I think it's highly important. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, well, quickly before we, you know, I feel like I'm going to be having this void in my life now that the flip report is over. I know. There's no more busting in. There'll no. be no beep-a-deeps. No beep a dee Nothing.
0: So sad. I know. It feels like,
1: <laughs> feel, feels like, oh, <laughs> The dog just rang the bell. The dog I'll, just rang the hold bell. Hold on. <laughs> the dog just the dog.
0: <laughs> Great. He's like,
1: you miss it? You talk to them about your you miss feelings. You it? Oh, my gosh. He's like, what? Ring the bell. Poor hey. pup. Okay, so goodbye to the flip report. I know. so sad. It's all right. But now they've got a whole episode of it to hear it all in one place. Yeah, that's good. We don't have to break in anymore. I we'll, would love to find another one, but we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. Okay. Moving on, let's talk local. Okay. I sent an email <laughs> way back in September oh. with this topic. And I I had um, I was heated. I have so many thoughts about why it is important to focus on local. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just because you should support your community, because you work in your community.
0: Correct. So we are like the leaders in our community. If you spend any amount of time on social media,
1: you may notice there's a trend in the industry where um teams are being built like across across state lines. Yes. Across all borders. Yes. yes. You can build a team and I think actually they're they're developing this um functionality at KW now where like you can build a team.
0: Yeah, sort of mm-hmm. I've, you know. I have seen
1: that. Okay. point is there are more than one companies where you can build your team across Outside of your local area. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'm not going to even get into it. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you why I think it's important to
0: also focus on your your area. Correct. I don't... Well, I think if you expand outside of your area, it needs to be because you have someone there that is local. Right. Okay. The, that's a great the point. The area expert there is... Okay, running that division of your team. There are some things that
1: are, we're going to talk about in this episode, what does it mean to be local? What, why do you care? Like what, what are the nuances of being in a local market? And there are some people that you need to lean on, like your broker and maybe your mentor and maybe someone who's training you that need to have knowledge of your, your actual market. Yes. Not Not a market an hour away, not a market in another state. There are some basic fundamentals of real estate that I think, just like the podcast, could be applied to anyone's career, right? Yes. Like, here are some ways to do these things that could work for anyone. Sure. That's great if you can find a team that can teach you all of that. Mm -hmm. There is also a need within your business for you to be hyper-local focused because you're only selling real estate in the one
0: place. It makes me think of that movie um, that we were just talking about. Shut <laughs> up. He's just not that into you. He's just not that into and you. And she's trying to figure out why the guy isn't calling her back. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, well maybe maybe his grandma died or maybe he's out of town for work." And he goes, He's a real estate agent. It's his job to stay in town. <laughs> oh my That's goodness. your job. <laughs> <laughs> stay in, t- stay all in town. All you have to do is you can't work out of town. Right. It is like, your job I think that to I'm really like, know your town so and your city. You're making me laugh about this
1: because I get kind of infuriated because <laughs> it's your job to know your town and to be in your town and to sell real estate in your town. Ta- like That is the basis of the job.
0: Well, when I was making all my notes, I was Almost thinking this is like a, another database episode. It's <laughs> right. not. It's not it's a not. database episode, but these are all things that when you need more business, when you are trying to grow your business, trying to build your database, all of the things that we're going to talk about today are really fun things th- to do yeah that only grow your business and give you a reputation for being a leader in your community yeah someone that can be trusted it only can lead to referrals yeah agree mm-hmm. okay so wh- where do you want to start do you have a list of things i don't know i'm just like looking at
1: this email and just like okay I'm going to try and be relaxed. Because
0: you were frustrated because of people trying to be experts where they aren't. not I'm
1: not afraid to be transparent about the fact that recruiting can sometimes rub me the wrong way. Sure. Like, I just don't like that side of the business. Mm -hmm. It's not. And look, if you recruit and that's your business plan, it is your business to do your business. Yeah. It just doesn't make me feel comfortable. And I mostly. But what does that have to do with local? Because I feel like the recruiting is happening more and more as agents are able to recruit across State outside line. of their market. I see, I see. Yeah. I feel like now I see it so much more than I saw it before. Like, mm-hmm. yes, from the moment I got my license in 2005, people have tried to recruit me to be on their team or at their brokerage locally. Sure. Now you could be recruited literally from anyone, anywhere. Yeah. That's, because that's they're able to the way the cloud com-
0: the cloud can recruit you, yeah, because
1: the way the company is
0: structured, they're able to do that. And but focusing locally is way more fun than well,
1: I, right? And I'm conf- a lot of times, if you want to partner with teams in other market, like a person or an agent in another market, you can refer business and make money that way. Yeah, like you can say, "Hey, agent in Houston, Texas, I'm going to send you a buyer that I have, and you're going to pay me." 25% okay sure. great sure wonderful fine like you can partner with agents without having to be tied into them through the same company or the same team yes I guess it's my I get confused because I'm like there is a way to do this mm-hmm. you know what it's exactly like tell me because <laughs> I'm trying to follow <laughs> I know you're like I don't know what you're talking about you know B&Is yeah B&I groups people have you ever been in a and
0: i I went as a guest to one it wasn't okay. my jam.
1: I've never been in one. I think I got invited one time and I just didn't. Yeah, it's not my jam. And I had to laugh because people who a lot of people in b and is like really you swear by the B&I. They're like, it works great. You know, the point this is a business networking. What is it? Business. What is the I? Oh, man. Business networking. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the point is, you are supposed to be referring to the people in your B and I group right business. So if it's a dentist or a restaurant or a, you know, it's a insurance person or realtor, you each refer to each other and that's supposed to be the basis of it. I always laugh because at some point it hit me like a light bulb. I'm like, I don't really need to join a B and I because my database is my B and I. They're your people. They're the people. I already have my That's own people. That's where you people. get your business. I don't, I don't want to be in a group that I don't know you and I'm like, I want to vet them and then they're in my B&I. That's just life. Mm-hmm. In your own life, you have a set of people locally. Yes. <laughs> Who are your people? Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Move on. The point is, I think you need to have a local support system mm-hmm. and a local, you know, mentor and a local agent friend that can help you during your... Your team member in um, Timbuktu can't help you when you go on vacation in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. Okay. Having a support system. Someone here. has to help you locally because that's where your business is. Okay. Okay. What do you got in your.
0: I have notes. I'm going to try to collect my thoughts. In another direction. Please tell them to me because I'm, off. I'm <laughs> I, off. I have notes on all the ways to focus on being local. Great. Let's hear it. Okay. There are several things that you could do. Um, some I think are great ideas and some I think you have to be careful on. Okay. For example, like in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. you want to be known as the neighborhood realtor. hmm and people need to know that that's what you do. Yes. So some of the things that you could do would be like serve on the homeowners association. Oh, yeah, I do that. That's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. I have also seen where that has gone wrong <laughs> because HOAs have drama sometimes. And then you're involved in the drama, drama. and then they're mad at you no. because the fountain is broken. Um So, but I think if you find the right spot on the HOA, like maybe you're like, hey, I would love to be part of the entertainment committee and plan the hot dog get together around the pond. Something that just allows you to be involved in your neighborhood. But people need to know that you. You are a realtor that lives in the neighborhood. So you, when you lived in Maplewood, mm-hmm. you did a great job of this.
1: I think I did pretty good. Yeah, like I would people be, knew you were the Maplewood agent. I would be pretty um, intentional about also inviting the neighbors to an open house.
0: How did you oh, do that? Like um, a
1: through the Facebook group. Oh so yeah, because you're in
0: the group. Because, because you're, you're in a
1: neighbor. The only people allowed to be in the group. Yeah, are that's neighbors. a good idea. So I'd be like, hey. Because that's very no pressure. I'm going to be at X house at this time. I have mimosas. Come over. Mm -hmm. People came over. Yeah. They knew me. And even when I was outside of the neighborhood, then I would try and get someone who I knew in the neighborhood to share it in the group. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, they kick you out when you move out. Um, But... I would send postcards Mm -hmm. to the neighborhood. They knew, like, what was going on. But you could also, like, I had a series of people's phone numbers. I would just text them. Hey, I'm going to be doing an open house. Mm -hmm. Come on over. Tell
0: your friends. Bring your neighbors. And even, like, speaking of being in the social media group, there are so many online forums for your city. Yeah. So for example, I actually just saw on Instagram that the Ascension Chamber of Commerce has an Instagram mm-hmm. and it was sponsored. They mm-hmm. did a paid ad because it said sponsored. So okay. I saw that, but it was promoting something really neat. And oh. I was like, oh, that's cool. So then I went and looked at their page. It was kind of new, but it was very good. So I started following them. Okay. But you can also, people volunteer at their chamber. Yeah. So if you're looking for ways to get involved or if there's something that you're um specifically wanting to address in your city yeah then this would be a great place to go
1: yeah i think um being local boils down into all of your materials if you're going to do a buyer or seller folder you're going to offer a client a coupon you're going to have a vendor list all of those people are local or hopefully they are you know mm-hmm. here's the plumber and the electrician or here's a coupon to a local mover or you know here's where you can get these services all of that is and the more small businesses you can support in your community and the more active you are in your community, like you've done the sponsor of the baseball team mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. little league team or whatever. Then the more visible you are being a member of your community and people see you and realize, oh, I, I see you out there in the world.
0: Yeah. And on that same note, I, anytime I have a Buyer that is trying to get pre approved through like an online company or an intern or a, a oh, national right. company yeah. because the rate seems so low mm-hmm. on the internet. I'm like, listen, on the internet, listen, we need someone local. Right. When we are in a multiple offer situation, we need the seller to know that we have a local lender who has an office here that we can go talk to if there's well, a and problem. We have vetted. Yes. The
1: problem? There's not, it's not like a uh, Big bank can't do alone. They can, but Mm -hmm. we don't know if they're going to be easy to reach or like. How are they going to handle the transaction? How quickly do they do all the parts of the process? You can vet a local lender Mm -hmm. just because they are local doesn't make them good, though. Correct. You just the point of having a local lender is that not only are you supporting a local business, you're also able to vet them and have an experience with them, and your client can have a literally a face to face experience. Mm -hmm. Like I would like to be able to go and say. Hey, here are my documents. Can you walk me through this? Or here's your office. I can drop things off. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, I had some other notes about local things that you need to be aware of. So I think that locally, it's, it's important to know where you work geographically. Okay. So I think it's good to have a niche. I think you can make your niche smaller Mm -hmm. they could start off like we both had a bigger one and now it's getting smaller Mm -hmm. you can adjust that over your career you can focus on areas that you want to work in and we're going to do geo farming in a couple of episodes but i think that um just having a geographical area and knowing what it is are we're licensed in the whole state yeah I would never go to Alexandria no. and try to sell. No, a house. that would be first scary. of all, it'd be a long drive. Yes, and second of all, I wouldn't have a clue what happens in their market. What's traditional? What's like? I just wouldn't even know. Is this a good house? A bad? No clue. No mm-hmm. clue. Um, I think that sometimes we get a little worried, like a scarcity mindset. And we're like, oh, we'll have a client that wants to look at a house an hour and a half away. Well, I could go. I mean, it's I can do that. I can make it work. And then, you know, you're really doing your clients a disservice if you're not familiar with that local market. Right. So you need to keep it local and then refer out. It's okay to refer it out and have a network of people who could take that business and serve it better than you would. That's serving your client or your database or well, whoever came to you. Well, that's keeping your client's best interest
0: in mind. Yeah, for sure. And actually, appraisers, they could be fined or put on probation if they accept an appraisal in an area they aren't familiar with. That's interesting. It's required that if it is in an area that they don't know, they cannot accept the appraisal.
1: How do they, is it like a distance wise or how do they know?
0: I'm not really sure that's how they very interesting. I'm not sure how they audit that. Right. But whenever you take any kind of appraiser CE, yeah. you have it's in there a can, lot.
1: Can you even think about how crazy and nuanced just one neighborhood to the next is here? Even within your geographical area,
0: you have to have knowledge neighborhood to neighborhood. Yes. It changes. And that's why I think touring houses and subdivisions is uh-huh. so important, touring new listings. Because yeah. you really don't know a neighborhood until you've driven through it, opened a door, and been there. Yeah, I have some. I have a list of things that
1: fall into that. Okay, so things that you would look for as a agent in that area. Well, maybe you just get used to what buyers in certain areas tend to look for or expect. Mm-hmm. Like you know, well it. Buyers in the condo market expect this or buyers in this, you know, high-end neighborhood typically expect this. That helps when you have a seller, you know, like this is what they think. But also you know what to tell the client to look for if you're representing a buyer and they're looking in an area and you ask them where they work and you know about the traffic Mm -hmm. you're like well okay the traffic patterns are going to be like this way in the afternoon this way in the morning well if you live here and you're going there you'll be fine or the other what other way around you might be in some serious traffic yeah um you would should be more aware of like the amenities to an area so well the public park is here and the library is there And the restaurants are over here or you're pretty far from a grocery store. I just want to make you aware or the pharmacy is going to take you 30 minutes to get to. Like, I think you being aware of what's in that area is going to help your client who's only going to look at the house and isn't thinking about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking about the traffic and the grocery store sometimes. Or where the things they need are, and what's
0: upcoming, what's yes. being renovated, development is, is yes. huge. There, and I think it's good to find like that one newsletter. You know, I don't want your email full of newsletters, but <laughs> there's there's a one or two that I have that I that help keep me up to date oh, on what's happening, what's happening, mm-hmm. where's what's going in that old building that just got shut down. Who's going to buy it? What's it going to turn into? When clients say, "Well, what is my what is my subdivision back up to? What is that commercial property? Right. What What is this going to be? You really need to be the expert or at least be local enough to know, hey, I actually am really great friends with a commercial agent. I'll call and see yep. what I can find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a, um, I think the 225 Business Report even yeah. does a daily yes. email of restaurants, oh, they're real great. estate. I the mean, things. you really stay up to date with what's going on in your market. So, Don't get so focused on residential. Like you also have to know what is going on in that retail center. Or the school system. Yes. Or like flood zone
1: reclassifications. Like what are the things that are happening in your area that that impact housing in general? Where you might want to live. Well, are we getting a new school? Mm -hmm. Or is this area the schools just got ranked very high? Or like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be the be all end all of information for your clients but you should at least be in the know yes like you should be constantly educating yourself about what's locally going on flood zones i think are a great one yeah I they're mean, always changing school zones are always changing always changing and those are things that are important here like flood zones are not important to every one of our listeners no but we did have some listeners ask about some things that i was like what um like water rights. Oh. I know. I've never Um, even heard of that, really. uh, Right. So apparently that's in certain markets, there's a situation with the water rights. Then like things like radon inspections. Oh, yeah. You don't do that. We don't do that here. Uh, You know, okay. Um, Metro districts. This was very interesting, but I think that was in Colorado. Like they were creating these certain parameters for development in these metro districts. Mm -hmm. So there are all these different things that might be happening in your community that you should probably be aware of or parts of the transaction in your area that you need to be aware of for inspections. Like you need to tell, here, I got to tell my buyers You probably need flood insurance. Yes. Whether you're in the zone that is required to have it or not. And this is why. Mm -hmm. In 2016, there was a big old giant flood. And then back in 1983, there was a big old flood. Like, I know. Like, I literally know when the floods were. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? email templates. You're right, we sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it.
0: Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great
1: because you never forget to tell them something.
0: Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that
1: templates with an S, 101.com. Email templates101.com. Yes, head over
0: for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Okay, hey, enjoy. Well, even an hour away from us in New Orleans, the inspectors do things very differently. Yeah. Like they have pipe inspections almost every home inspection because the houses are much older yes and their soil is different and they had clay pipes at that time and but that's that's not what it is here no and i would hate to sell a house in new orleans as a newer agent that didn't know that that was something but who knows what else i don't know that is exactly what i I don't know what i don't know you don't know what you don't know it is
1: incredibly um negligent to just go off into a market where you have no knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean you couldn't move or go to a new market or add a market. You have to learn But then first. you're training. Yes, yeah, you, you need to, to be learn trained. first. Yeah. So I think it, that's why it's so huge to find those agents and spend time with agents in your market so that you know... Well, what's trending right now? What's happening? What are the challenges you're seeing in reference to this? Because those things change. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fl- the flood insurance thing just changed greatly. Mm-hmm. So I think that having a look so let's just say you're a one-man show. okay, you're in- I am, in fact. Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. But but like in your brokerage. It is just oh, okay. You, Alyssa okay.
0: Jenkins broker Alyssa owner. Alyssa Jenkins realtor. Okay, realtor. Right, Alyssa
1: Jenkins broker owner. Okay. What I my advice to you, Alyssa Jenkins broker owner, is you're still gonna want to build some type of community or mastermind or panel mm, or mm-hmm. or support system of other agents in your market, right? Yeah. Because we learn so much from each other. But through our day-to-day experience, not we just learn so much from each other because we're all agents. No, like in your local market, talking to other agents to be like, oh, wait, what happened to that complex? Oh, wait, how's that going in that neighborhood? Oh, you had a challenge with what in flood insurance? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. An entire parish was getting letters about having to raise their homes from flooding, Right. right? Right. Like if you're not talking to other agents in your area and keeping you know, that communication open and learning from others' experiences, then you only know the handful of things that you've done, mm-hmm. right? Like if you sell, even if you sell a hundred houses a year, but you talk to 10 other agents who sold 20 more house, like you hear all the experiences. Yes. Like what is going on? I know. Locally, you can't, you cannot actually be just a
0: one-man show. No, you need, you need the, Camaraderie and the community around you. Yeah. That's where you're hearing. And that's up where to you learn. Right. Yes. That's
1: where you're learning the information.
0: Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, we I know we had talked about the agent in my office that did the um videos of the different parks yes. with her kids. Mm-hmm. And she made a tab on her real estate website and you could it was said parks, and then it was a drop down of all the different local parks. And yeah. she you could click on them and see videos of what the equipment is like there and where it is and what the amenities of it are it's so fun so fun um but i also follow um a lot of our local places on social media Mm -hmm. and i have really enjoyed it so for example like i follow breck um the park the parking system. Yes. And so they're doing like a free Mardi Gras 5k with a jazz band at the end. And Mm -hmm. they're doing they were like, bring the kids out. We're doing a nature hike on Saturday. I got one email from
1: them that said they were stocking the pond and this kind of fish would be there starting on this day. That's awesome. I was like,
0: oh, you don't say. That's neat. Yeah. There's just so much great information out there that's free. Uh And if you're scrolling social media anyway, you might as well be following some places that benefit you. And
1: then you can reshare that to benefit your people, your
0: sphere, your database, your followers are then benefiting
1: from you telling them, well, this is what's happening locally. Mm -hmm. We have an agent in our office that does the weekend events every week. Oh, yeah. Those are good. I follow her. Great. So we always know and she's just hyper, hyper local. The more um invested you are in your community and the more knowledgeable you are the more people are going to come to you as the as the expert yes hey you know what the events are i mean like wouldn't knowing which houses are on the parade route matter yeah when you're selling a house on the parade route (laughs) like the pricing would even change yeah like the way you market it would change
0: so we're entering mardi gras season here in louisiana well i guess we're exiting it um, now on this air oh, date I'm sorry <laughs> it's the, over at the you're long gone
1: but oh, <gasps> oh and actually as as the airing of this has happened we probably just have had my very favorite local parade which is St. Patrick's Day Oh yeah I love St. Patrick's Day cuz that's when Day. we're coming we're coming
0: out here on the 21st of March so but there are houses yeah. that are on parade routes. Yeah. And you put that in the MLS description, if it is, it is very important and sought after to say, right. this house is on the parade route. People are like, what? They flock to it. for Yes. Welcome to Louisiana. Welcome
1: to Louisiana. <laughs> but there might be something like that in your market. Yeah. Right? Like, what is it about your area that it's like, that's, this is the best street to live on because of this. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something that, People there, but definitely people from out of state, would have no clue. Like, what is the lifestyle? Yes. What is the local lifestyle? How do you share the local lifestyle with your people? How do you help buyers see the benefits or maybe the detriments of certain parts of the area? Mm -hmm. I think that it's fun to
0: share that, too. Even in our marketing stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people do mail out football schedules. Yep. Well, in our market, you can mail out parade schedules, <laughs> right? So it can tell you where the parades yeah. are, um, what times they start, and if it's kid friendly yep. and things like that. So there's so many there's so many ways you can take like it. That. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: um, my old buyer's agent Rebecca is very fashionable. She loves to shop at the boutiques. She's always dressed very cute. She her friends are always asking her where she got stuff. She is an amazing realtor. She started doing like her outfit of the day. She would tag local boutiques. Oh, that's she would be like, this is my closing outfit or this is like my showing outfit. Or it was so it fit her personality. It celebrated local. It was something that her you know, then she got to kind of pair passions. So she was following the, the the boutique anyway. Yeah. Just share it. Sharing it. But that's my point. Like you can pick all these wonderful ways to expand your niche outside of just I work this zip code. Yeah. And I sell this type of house to this type of buyer. Well, maybe you're also a bit of a fashionista who wants to tell us what their alpha of the day was. Mm-hmm. And then those people are going to flock to you. Yes. Then you get the fashionistas. How fun is that,
0: though? It is so
1: fun. So fun because I'm not going to do an outfit of the day. (laughs) But I might do a chocolate chip cookie of the day. Right. Where is it from? Where's the best sweet tea around here? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what are the things that you like? How do you bring that into your celebration of local? I think that's just so fun. It
0: is fun. What else do you have about local? Whenever you were talking about Especially if you're like an owner broker of one and needing community. One of one. So I served at our local board of realtors Uh and I served on community funding, which is just like an account that we have that gives to local charities in our market. But we entered, our committee was in charge of interviewing the charities that apply. Oh, that's fun. And deciding who got the money and how much. And we did, we chose by who was based on our mission statement as realtors. Okay. So we support housing, we support education. So that's how we chose. But then also actually going out as a committee and volunteering for like Habitat for Humanity. Like we are realtors, so right. supporting a housing project makes sense. Makes sense. Um and so really making sure that finding things that you're passionate about and then also finding things that just point back to the fact that oh yeah, and I'm a realtor right. and I'm really into homeownership. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: It's funny how you can make anything make sense if it's part of who you are. Mm-hmm. But I like in volunteering within your board is another thing that's
0: impactful locally. Like it's going to help your local market. Yeah. And then I meet agents from all different companies that mm-hmm. and we become friends and then you know who the leaders are in your industry right it really makes it easier to just work together doesn't it make it easier it does so great Mm -hmm. um i like that
1: do you have any other like thoughts about local what you like about about your being local what's important i just think it's so funny how much nuance there is Mm -hmm. to like neighborhoods and neighborhoods zip code to zip code (laughs) like we have a zip code i don't i think they still i don't know that people would refer to as the hip zip.
0: Yes, that's where everyone wanted to be. <laughs> and
1: the I hip just zip in the hip zip, and I always laughed when buyers were looking there. I'm like, "Oh, you're looking in the hip zip," and they were like, "What? Oh, yeah, 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 that's where everybody wants to you, be. You better know what that's about because that's the hip zip." Oh, God. oh, it's raining it really, it really hard. Holy sm, wow, that was loud. That was very loud. I think there's a lot of opportunity there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that building a support system a team a you know a group of professionals that help you and you can learn from like i think going to a class taught by a local agent is is helpful or a local Mm -hmm. especially a local title attorney yeah like what what are the challenges and the things that we're learning about in our own area Mm -hmm. and those things are are most important to your buyers and sellers yes like they're they they love that you have a system for the way you run your business but they are going to really love if you're able to help them with information they need for their life they understand the
0: challenges too of right. like where you're coming from right
1: right i got a, I think i've told this story before i got a buyer off of a sign call on my listing once because he was talking about how he needed to move into this into the area because he wanted his kids to get on the bus route and i said oh they went to xyz school and he was like you know it and i'm like yeah i live right around the corner and he was like oh like that's why he worked with me yes
0: because yes. I knew what
1: school he was talking about even though he didn't say the school. Mhm. So it works. Yeah, it does work. Working local works because I only sell houses here.
0: Maybe even in some of your email templates, including links to the public schools <laughs> oh, to say, yeah. "Hey, like here's how you check what school zone." Because mm-hmm. I know school zones are changing a good bit, also. So always putting the burden back on the right. Buyer. And we're not al- like in in our MLS, we're not allowed to put that in the right listing. We have to leave it up to them, but yeah. providing them information on how to check these things mm-hmm. and being their their resource of information, like you said. You don't have to know it all. What is terrible? You Watson have to say. know where do don't be it. the source. Be the source, source of, of the source. source. Yes. Be mm-hmm. the source of
1: the source. Oh, here. This is where you need to go. Yeah. Great. Thank you. I love That's that. so helpful. Um, we have that our our local in our area, we have the two two five magazine. Okay. We also have business report and in yeah. and, and register, but two two five is sort of like the lifestyle mm-hmm. what's going on in the city. And it I think it came out in like it was, I was early in 2005-ish. I mean, it was about when I started real estate that magazine started coming out. When I had clients coming from out of town, I'd always try to go grab a free copy of that. You know, oh, they're yeah. at the restaurants or whatever. That's a and, good idea. And bring it to the showing. Be like,
0: hey, look, here I you got go this for you. Just That's a great idea. Or
1: every year they would do the best of. Mm. And I would try to grab a handful of those. And that way, if I had people coming from out of state whenever they came, you know, I'd be like, here you goes, best of. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be the source of the source. Yeah, I like that. And and if you love where you live, someone else is going to feel that from you. So if you love your neighborhood, like it's way easy for me to sell houses in my neighborhood. Yeah. I love it here. Let me tell you why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I live here. There's a reason.
0: Yes. I'm pretty. It's pretty easy for me to vocalize that. Someone said, uh, I always like to know where do the realtors live? That's
1: a great question. <laughs> But that also points to maybe if you live in an area, that's the best place for you to service. Yes. I don't know that you want to live in one place and serve no somewhere 30 minutes away because, right, that's you have hard. to be in it. Yeah. You have to be in the in vibe. In know. Right. So funny. I love that. I just love, I love so much about where we're from. I do too. So nice. I've moved away before. Have you ever lived away? Never. Hmm. Where did you go? I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What? For like six months while I was in college. Okay. Long story. We're not going to get into it. But out west. And then right after college, I lived in Boulder, Colorado for like six months. <laughs> you see how they both stuck really well. Yeah. I'll and tell then you came why. Home. Because, yes, I, I missed the indigenous people and the culture and the... Like, Louisiana is sort of one of a
0: kind. We're very diverse.
1: Uh, but you have, like, all of this really ingrained, long-standing tradition. And it's very family vibey. And, mm-hmm. like, people see you in the grocery and smile at you. And you hug all your friends all the time. When I was in Colorado, I was young. You know, I met, made friends. I had a job. No one hugged me the entire time I was there. <gasps> I'm like, I have got to get out of here. <laughs> it, oh, my gosh. I'm sure people in Colorado hug. I'm not saying no one in Colorado hugs. But I'm like, it's just different. It's just different. Your home, you know what's special about your home. And the more you're able to talk about it, the more that um, you can, you don't have to sell. I don't have to sell it.
0: Yeah. Like, I I love it because
1: of these reasons.
0: So you saying that, um, my friend who is a realtor in another marketplace in Lafayette. Okay. Uh, Kimberly Liffler. Okay. Oh, she, hi, Kim. Yeah. She just shared a piece of land that uh-huh. she has for sale, that she sold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a picture of land. Yeah. It's, but her caption, okay, I have to read it to you. Please y'all. do. How many times? Look, another piece of land sold. That would be my caption. Right, that would be okay. It. All right, Layon. This picture represents so much about real estate in Louisiana. <gasps> oh my God! Yes. It's in a rural town. It has mature live oak trees on adjacent properties and sits next to a beautifully grown, ready to harvest, plentiful sugarcane crop. Nice. It's a piece of family land, so everyone around there likely grew up there with decades of memories like walking to Grandma's house, shucking corn on the patio of Aunt Dot's house, <laughs> or playing with cousins until sunset. The house at the front of the land was to be torn down by the sellers before closing, but the timing didn't work out, so my buyer agreed to do it. South Louisiana is full of families and stories that extend generations. If there is a survey on records, it's sometimes from the days of Arpents and like one of the piece. Uh, and like one of my clients said, it looks like it was drawn by a pirate. <laughs> this particular piece did not have a survey, but tracking it down was very interesting and in looking at the courthouse over the years of how property has evolved. Anyway, it j- she goes on and on about just the history of, of the, the pro- land right. and oh. it, it's generations of families have owned this it. This gives me so many Yellowstone and 1883 yes. vibes. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to. <laughs> all that rabbit hole. The
1: land, the land. The land is family-owned. Protect the land. But if you know, like, if we want to bring it back to the, where we we're at, if you know about your local area, like, if you have that love of the yes. land and you the place that. that will just, like, permeate from your message mm-hmm. and your vibe, like, it just, who isn't drawn to that? I know. Like, I mean, all the people are literally moving to Montana. That that is the truth, actually. Now I'm on 1883, so we're not necessarily moving. We're not in Montana yet. We're just we're just rolling down the Oregon Trail, you know. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. But it's so special. There's just something really special about where you are and knowing people there and having a sense of community. And I just thought we should celebrate that. Yes, I actually have our toast
0: for today. <gasps> you do? I do. Can I do that? Please. She's like, I'm overtaking the toast. I'm overtaking the toast today. Great. Right. So Jennifer Richardson is an agent in my office. Yep. And she just got tired of seeing litter <gasps> around our city. Oh, right. Just tired of it. Tired. And then, you know, people complain on Facebook and they whine and they're like, our city needs to do something. Our city needs to. She was like, I'm. Just gonna start picking up litter. So she started around, like, kind of areas where she lived or around her yeah. office, like on Essen, you mm-hmm. would see her picking up litter. <laughs> well, then. Like, more people stopped and were helping her pick up litter. Mm -hmm. And now she has this entire litter revolution. I love this. She got invited to speak at the mayor's lunch. Nice. About the litter problem. (gasps) And now there is a whole Facebook group. If anybody wants to go follow it, it's called Keep Tiger Town Beautiful. Love it. And they post before and after (gasps) pictures. It has almost 2,000 members in it now. Wow and the photos are are crazy the before and after photos wow. that she does and she'll do like pop-ups like she's like hey guys we're popping up today and we're meeting at this parking lot and come pick up litter with us <laughs> But, but now, like, other organizations are donating trash bags or volunteering. Oh, I love so it. So now, like, it's companies. It's like a movement. Yes, it's a movement. She's it's a, a movement. litter movement. <gasps> because
1: she loves her city so much. She's taking pride. It's just like pride of ownership in your home. Yes.
0: Have a pride of ownership in your place. Yes. And so then the LSU Lake, there's this small canal between two roads that gets backed up with litter. It funnels into this tiny drain and it just backs up with litter. So I was walking the LSU lakes and there was this beautiful egret sitting on the trash and right. it just broke my heart. But that's not something that like your average person, she can't climb down into that ditch. Right. It is like... would. It would be very dangerous. So if it was something she couldn't tackle, she reached out to the authorities until it was addressed. Yeah. She was like, I'm just going to be the she squeaky like, wheel because yeah. I can't do this. Someone has to be the squeaky wheel. But she just got the award for our board for um, the humanitarian award. Oh, so and glad. It's just like it all started because she just got tired of the city that she loves having litter. Right. And now there's this whole movement. And oh, my gosh, I forgot to tell you this. Lamar, I have to let me see if I can find billboards mm-hmm. just for free have donated um oh it's not loading but like dozens of billboards great that say keep Tiger Town beautiful, follow along. Oh um, <gasps> this is where like this is giving me chills yes like like it makes me so happy like what started off as kind of like a strange thing that we were like she's gone off the deep end with litter but now she's made a real change a litter crusader now (laughs) oh god i'm sorry i'm looking at the page they dedicated one of the mardi gras floats to it stop capital lakes cleanup crews rock (gasps) clccr Crew, oh my god, but anyway, she, not only did she solve a problem, but she has had fun with it. She's getting all this recognition right. on a political level and wow. just around the community. One more, one more thing, and then I'm done. <laughs> this, this, this toast is the story <laughs> I'm for sorry, the record. Y'all. I'm sorry, <laughs> we have to toast Jennifer. So, the local McDonald's w- was she was picking up trash and she met the manager. Okay, he signed a commitment for her <gasps> that he will maintain the the road front in front of him that is not his oh. and around his mcdonald's <gasps> for keep tiger town beautiful so now she's getting businesses to, to sign commit. on and make commitments that anything around their storefront will be clean now even though it's not have theirs to get it
1: as a um city ordinance like, well no <laughs> because there is one i know there are litter ordinances but I'll tell you where it has to be like a, um education initiative in
0: schools. Yeah.
1: Because kids, when they're little and they're taught, like mine would be like, oh, there's litter. We would go with a trash bag in our neighborhood. There weren't that many, but like pieces of litter. But there's some vacant lots here. So it yeah. just like from build construction and stuff, mm-hmm. things would end up there. And we would go with our bag and they had little grabbers and they would grab the trash. But my point is. It obviously isn't a major focus in school because this is an ingrained thing. Either you're the type of person that puts trash in a trash can or you're the type of person that throws it out of a car window. Right. I'll tell you a little side note. Although I didn't get hugged, while I was in Colorado, there was not a single piece of trash (laughs) anywhere. It, this is a non-issue. It was like no trash, no cigarette, no nothing, nothing on the ground, nothing.
0: Wow.
1: Pristine. And there are lots of communities like that, but y'all are hearing it from our side. Our community is not so much like that. No. When people throw trash out of the window it's all very the time, embarrassing. It is
0: embarrassing. But
1: Jennifer is making a difference. She is. So I love that. She just got tired of talking about it. She made something happen. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Jennifer! Thank you. Cheers, Jennifer! At Seriously, Tiger
0: Town, beautiful. Go follow
1: along and I'm look at send these before her and after you know. pictures.
0: You I should, I should, should join her
1: crusade. Wait, while we're on trash, really quick, and then we can go. Okay. <laughs> when I was a kid in my Girl Scout troop, we used to go to the troop leader's neighborhood. <laughs> okay, Terra Boulevard. And pick up trash all down the boulevard like one Saturday a month as one of oh, our service projects. Cool. Maybe I have
0: a, a soft spot for litter too. Yeah. I did so my I didn't have a ton of rules growing up. Like my parents are just very, like, you're like whatever. Yeah, they're just like, we trust you and as long as you're communicating with us and we know where you are, like, but we did not litter. Thank, that was the rule that was the rule do whatever you want oh, yeah. just don't do litter, not
1: litter. <laughs> that's a great
0: Isn't that funny
1: <laughs> i had no idea where this show was gonna go quite honestly yeah but, but anyway cheers to jennifer thanks jennifer for thank making you such a difference so in your community yes i love it
0: okay y'all Bye, guys be local yeah, <laughs> yeah. goodbye <laughs>